Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello and welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich. Hello, we're back, finally. We we are back, yeah. We've uh, took a little hiatus, um, enjoying the beginning of the uh, NBA season as we all predicted. Utah Jazz, obviously best team in basketball. You know, that Remember was, this, uh, yes. We're recording yeah. this November 8th, 2022, so remember that. Right. When they right. go on a 45-game losing streak or something later in the year after Danny Ainge trades all their good players. But remember, at one point, November yeah. 8th, 2022, they were the uh, NBA's best team. Sure. Or yes. they go on to win the championship, and we could say, wow, remember when we said that they were the best team? Remember? We remember right. when we did that? Yeah, we were right. What? <laughs> it's twice. not we a really right prediction. It's more analysis yeah. than prediction, but we'll still say we're right. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we are going to talk about uh, something we can safely say we are right about, and that is the NBA's past, because yes. it has been documented, and as long as our interpretation of it is correct, and you can argue whether that is or not, we're going to be accurate. So, way to go. Go us, yeah. Go history. us, yeah. Yeah. Never changes, I'm, so we can uh, just yeah. I guess right. our like you said, our analysis of said history could be wrong, but but what we're gonna say, the, a lot of the content we're gonna say is not wrong because it already happened. So right, yeah. Unless we get our facts incorrect, which is possible, but you know, usually we're pretty good about it. We, we <laughs> you know, we uh, measure twice, cut once, so to speak. So. Exactly. Right. All right, so we are continuing the uh, series that we started previously. We are going to talk about the Hall of Famers who played for every NBA franchise. So, you know, we're going to talk about Chicago Bulls first. And, you know, like, hey, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, Hall of Famers on that team, you know, pretty easily. But, yeah, Robert Parrish, did you remember Robert Parrish played for uh, the uh, Bulls? Well, he did. And you're asking me, I George definitely know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. know. Right. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, well, you absolutely don't. But some of our listeners <laughs> no, a lot of people like, do not. Right. Know. Yes, no, no. Right, or may have you know just thought about that. So yeah, we're just we're gonna go through the guys who played, uh, talk about their um, Bulls legacies. Uh, we also I can talk about guys who like yeah maybe they were drafted or were acquired and they were played. You know some weird what ifs. Some guys who have on the team likely to be in the Hall of Fame or at least possibility. And then you know just kind of kind of jam about a little bit, see how it goes. Absolutely, yeah, should be a blast. All right. You want to start with Chicago Bulls? Your Let's Chicago Bulls? Yeah, my yeah. Chicago Bulls. Let's do it. Right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So you got the Bulls here. Uh, Hall of Famers, as you mentioned, Robert Parrish, a uh, Chicago yeah. Bulls Hall of Famer. Only uh, 0.9 win shares, though, for uh, Robert Parrish on the Bulls. Yeah. It was just one season. He was 43. But, hey, he got himself a ring, so good for him. Uh, Rick, yeah, exactly. Uh, Rick Adelman, yeah. 1.2 win shares for him. George right. Gervin, three win shares. Nate Thurman, 5.1. Guy Rogers, six. Ben Wallace. Do not remind me of yeah. the Ben Wallace Bulls no. era, but he got 10.6 no. win shares. Uh, yeah. I was hoping that we would just skip over this and we wouldn't talk about it, and now I'm going to do we, that. We we'll move on to Dennis Rodman, who All had right. 20 win shares uh, as a member of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Tony Kukoc, 41.2. Jerry Sloan. Artis Gilmore, uh, 66.5 win shares for him. Chet Walker, 67.0. And now an extra pantheon for these two guys. Scotty Pippen at 99.7. Uh, and then slightly ahead of him with 204.5, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, yeah. Better uh, at basketball than uh, a few of these guys on this list. So a better yeah, Chicago had, Bull, undeniably. Sure. We talked about things that are true. Michael Jordan, undeniably a better Chicago Bull than Ben Wallace. And Rick Adelman, even? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well... I mean, I win know. shares by season. I mean, Rick's, yeah, he's only there one year and he gets 1.2. I mean, I That's don't know. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> 1. it's 1.2 win shares in 67 games is pretty good. Pretty it's, good. It's a theory. Yeah. It's not so, great, but it's good. Yeah. I guess. So Rick, of course, is in as a coach. The guys, guys who are in as coaches are going to be part of this list. That's just the way that the stat head search works. And yeah. yeah, why not? We'll talk about them. So, yeah, the so the Hall of Famers who were drafted or acquired but never played for the French. We, we got it, I had forgotten about this until we did the research. Dikembe Mutombo. Yes. Yeah. That is my all time. Like, Hey, did you know that this guy was a member of the bulls for like an hour or two, (laughs) you know, guy. And, and uh, I forget there was some Twitter trend, like about a, I don't know, about four or five months ago. That was like, Hey guys that are on teams that you don't really remember. And yeah, this is the one I always bring up to Kemi Mutombo, a a Chicago bull for a couple of hours or whatever. It did not last very long until he was on the way to Houston. So. Right. Came came from the Knicks, was uh, hung out in Chicago, did not play, and then ended up with the Houston Rockets. So, fun times. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who's a 51% Hall of Fame prob- probability, of course, was drafted and then traded for uh, Tyrus Thomas. That didn't uh, work out uh, so <laughs> well for both. Me of that, Although, I... I thought that Tyrus Thomas was going to be really good. Like, I, he was one of those guys that I thought like was just going to be like really awesome. Yeah, he 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 was one that. So at the time, I had a few friends that were like Tyrus Thomas guys, and I I saw it. I absolutely saw it. I absolutely was like, yes, this guy jumps out of the gym. He can do you know athleticism for days. He's like six seven. It looked perfectly, but but something about Lamarcus Aldridge just was like, nah, this is the guy. I don't know, this is the guy. And then when Lamarcus Aldridge was like immediately good, uh, and Tyrus Thomas was immediately not good, it was uh, I I, yeah. I I had it over my friends for a couple of years uh, about Aldridge. But I mean, Thomas ended up yeah. having a, 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 a yeah, I guess an okay uh, career. Aldridge obviously sure. had a good career, kind of tailed off a little bit, but yeah, to still see him at fifty one percent is is pretty uh, uh, pretty surprising because I think a lot of people would just kind of assume that. He wasn't to that level, but him—he was really—he was a guy for a couple of years. I mean, there there was a a definite 
couple of years where he was a, a, a top tier NBA player. So yeah, it, it, it surprises him if he won, but also like you know knowing that I lived through it and and, and remembering what those years were like, yeah, it does make sense that he'd be there. Yeah, he's sort of an interesting one because I think if you look at like yeah, he was never like. I mean, he was never like a top five player. He could have arguably been a top 10 player at a certain point, you know, like not definite, but I, I could see there, but you look at kind of what he amassed over his career as like a solid player. He's over 20,000 points. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, he shows up as a valuable player. Um, he, uh, he did not win a championship, uh, went to the Spurs after they won the 2014 championship during 2016. So it you know, d- doesn't have that, but, uh, you know, w- was a really good player for a long time. Sort of an interesting um, idea, you know, in terms of he was a seven time all was five time all NBA, which is uh, yeah. maybe a little more, more than I was expecting on that. So anyway, yeah, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think he's like likely or anything, but it, he's kind of like. I was going to say Buck Williams. Actually, I think he's a little bit higher level than Buck Williams is um, in terms of his career. Just kind of like a guy who was like played for a long time, was really good to sell it for a long time, but obviously not like particularly flashy. Yeah, and even even last year he averaged like you know twelve point nine points per game for for Brooklyn, which you know I kind sure. of forget that he was even on Brooklyn, even though it was right. like just this last year. But you know, I mean, he 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 stayed consistent and stayed solid enough throughout. So yeah, he accumulated a lot of numbers, even if you know very rarely was he spectacular in his career. Sure. Um, so possible future Hall of Famers. We got Dwayne Wade, hundred percent. Yeah, going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Not uh, no argue. Uh, Paul Gasol, ninety three percent. I think uh, you know, almost certainly going to be in the Hall of Fame. Jimmy Butler, right now at seventy one percent. We uh, we did this research before the season started, so he might be slightly higher now, but we're just close enough. Um, seventy one percent. What do you think of Jimmy Butler's Hall of Fame odds? Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's a Hall of Famer, you know, having watched almost all of his career, pretty much watching all of it, especially at beginning in in, in Chicago, he has accumulated a lot over recent years. Obviously, there, you know, the Bulls, the late Bulls run was when he first kind of emerged as as you know a, a star, kind of a pseudo star, or whatever. Uh, you know, obviously the Minnesota stuff, you know, was 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 good, but you know that didn't last that long. Philadelphia didn't last that long, but he's carved out a nice career for himself just in Miami as well. So I don't know, maybe he's probably got to accumulate a few more things to get up there. But yeah, I I'd say a little surprised that he's at seventy one percent. But you know, if you look at what he's accomplished, he has accomplished a lot, and he has put together a really really good NBA career that's now getting into you know uh, a decade plus at this point too. So he, he definitely. I, I feel like he doesn't feel like a Hall of Famer right now, but but check with me in two, three years, and he might feel a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, the the playoff reputation, at least, I think helps. Um, you know, three-time, excuse me, four-time All-NBA, but all of those were were third teams. He's also five-team All-Defense. All, all of those were second teams. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly the Miami years, you know, taking them to the finals and the perception of how he played and how well he carried that team even though they didn't win was certainly um, helps him. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I think definitely, you know, another um, couple years of being elite or close to elite level player, you know, maybe another deep playoff for me, obviously think that can help get to the finals and can help them win a championship. That's going to seal the deal. Um, assuming he doesn't quite get to that. I still, still think he's um, got some chances. He's been hurt a lot. That's probably the other thing that like knocks him down. Like, he hasn't played more than 65 games uh, since uh, 2017 season. So, uh, you know, that's that's the one thing where, you know, he gets hurt a lot. And I don't know if that's, like, going to kill him, but that's um, but that might hurt in terms of, like, more all-NBA or more all-star appearances. So, 
then we got uh, Jean Rondo, I think we talked about last time, 60%. Uh, that, that one seems a little bit less likely to me. Uh, if you want to talk about some more recent Bulls, Derek Rose at 12%, of course, has that, has that MVP. And uh, Joachim Noah, 0.6%. Kind of expecting a little bit more for him from him, you know? Yeah, he had an all-NBA year, uh, Joachim Noah. In, in, uh, right. So, yeah, I mean, it was just one of them. You know, it's not a lot, but still at, at 0.6, that's like – completely irrelevant to the discussion. And and I don't know that Joachim Noah is completely irrelevant to the discussion of, of Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I don't know. That that seems incredibly low for him. Incredibly yeah. low. And it was first team All-NBA. It was only one. Yeah, right, right. I mean, right. Yeah. But still, that's so, a, a small yeah. list of guys that are, are there. And I'm not saying that I'm voting for Noah uh, in the Hall of Fame, but 0.6 is like minuscule amount for him. And that just doesn't seem right. Yeah, I don't think he's quite in, but... Um, but I, I do think I was surprised. I figured like, yeah, you know, five, six percent. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Like right, that. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. So best what if scenario? I will start first. Are the 75 Bulls better off if they don't trade for name Thurman and they just keep Clifford Ray? Uh, they basically had an otherwise similar roster from 74 to 75, but they had a worse record in SRS in 75, even though they went deeper in the playoffs. With the Bucks and Lakers no longer contenders, would the path just have cleared for the Bulls to win the West without making that trade? Man, yeah. Nate does help them a lot. I, I, that's a tough one. That is really tough because uh, that's a that's that's hard. Because when you you traded for Nate Thurman, you you were getting you know all that he brought, but the problem was is like he immediately fell off when he went to the Bulls. You know what I mean? Like so. I see what you're saying. Yeah, probably. Because Clifford Ray was still, I think, what, 24, 25 at that time, I think. So still pretty young. And he right. obviously not didn't have – he never had, like, eye-popping numbers. Like, you look at his basketball reference page, and you might think, like, oh, this guy. But, like, yeah. affected the game in a lot of different ways and, and, and was very well-rounded, very good. Um, yeah, I probably, you know, honestly, because Nate Thurman did fall off so fast and so quickly. Uh, and he's pretty much gone, and, and pretty much his NBA career was done, you know, the, halfway through the next year. So – Right. Um, at least what it does, I don't know if in that one year it helps, but it definitely keeps their window open a lot longer if they just have Clifford Ray as opposed to Nate Thurman, I think. Yeah, yeah, because they, because you know, the, a couple of those guys retired, but they still had, um, you know, still had Van Leer. You know, I mean, Van Leer was pretty young, he was really the only guy under 30 at that point, so they were all pretty old, but yeah, you know, Van Leer, Clifford Ray, um, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, Mickey Johnson was emerging, you know, that, that team could have been all right, probably not a contender, but you know, they may, they might've been able to hold on, have another run. Yeah. Thurman from 74 to 75, he went from 13 points to 7.9 points, uh, 14 rebounds to 11.3. And he went from 44% shooting to 36% shooting, which I think was definitely the thing that fell off, uh, the most. Yeah, he did, uh, he, he had, uh, he, he did go to Cleveland next year and was part of that miracle of, um, a Richfield team, and then you know he did retire the after the seventy seven season, definitely. Um, so that's a good point. Yeah, it, it's an interesting idea for sure. Uh, my what if uh, scenario here is uh, if Dennis Rodman does not come to the Bulls in nineteen ninety six, do they three peats? Now they would have already lost Horace Grant. So if you're saying, well, they have Horace Grant, no, no, he was already gone at that time, and their next best big men are you know some combo of Will Purdue and Bill Wennington and Brian Williams, the future Bison Daley. I I don't know. I did, do. You, do you think Rodman was that instrumental to them winning that next three peat, or do you think it was just enough to have Jordan and just enough to have Pippen, and they would have just figured it out anyway? And Kukoc, obviously, uh, there as well. Or do you think Rodman was like essential in that next three peat? Yeah, I don't think they win all three without Rodman. Um, they might win two out of the three, and they might even make three finals. But I, I don't. I mean, 
it depends, of course, on what else, if they could have made, um, if they could have gotten like a valuable player. But I mean, one, there, there are very few players in NBA history who did exactly what Rodman did and did it as well as he did. Um, and two, you know, they basically, they got him almost for free. I mean, you know, just because of, of course, you know, how bad things were in San Antonio, but they traded will Purdue for him. So yeah, I, um, I think he was important enough that they do not, um, three Pete, you know, I, again, they still would have been really good. They still definitely, you know, would have won a championship or two, um, during that, but yeah, I don't, th- they're not that good without Robin. Yeah, especially that 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 first year, you know, that '96, where that you know win the '72 games or whatever. Like Robin was great that year. By by the third year, he's really kind of just you know Dennis Rodman and all the good and the sure. bad of it or whatever. And, right. You know, but but at that point, you know, '96, he is still great and he is still affecting the game in so many so many different ways. '97 as well. So yeah, I think those two years he 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 helps uh, tremendously. You know, by '98, who knows? But I, I'm with you. I, I don't think they. I don't think they three peat. I think, you know, they probably are still competitive, obviously still making NBA finals yeah. and probably win at least one or two. But yeah, three peat. Uh, it seems like Robin was pretty essential to that happening. Whereas, yeah, some combination of, you know, Will Purdue and Bill Weddington and Brian Williams. That's not that's not enough. Robin was a big part of those guys winning that title. Yeah. I, I, so. All right. Ultimate Hall of Fame hipster jersey. Rich, I'll let you go first. Well, as a man who owns a uh, black Dennis Rodman uh, with the uh, red pinstripes uh, jersey. Okay. Uh, it's that one. It's Dennis Rodman with the black, with the red pinstripes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go classic mid-'80s uh, George Gervin, you know, because uh, I do enjoy the, uh, the the random, like, the, the oh, yeah, he was a superstar, but he was really bad for the team, and it worked out <laughs> terribly. That's always fun. Um you know, you could also, you know, I, I would, uh, artist Gilmore would be a good one too. That would be a, that'd be a fun one. Um, that's an actually good Chicago Bulls player from an era in which they were not good. But, um, yeah, of course, if, going back to our other, what if, if they stay young and they get artist Gilmore, <laughs> that's, uh, yes. that might help them a little bit. Yeah. They might have more depth for when they get Gilmore as opposed to, um, you know, uh, all the older guys played, but yeah, going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Gervin for the, I like it. I yeah. Like it. All right. An ultimate Hall of Fame cool kid jersey. Uh, gonna go with Tony Kukoc. Scott, I mean, when you put that answer down, I, I had to, I, I I tried to find a different one, but it's yeah. Tony Kukoc, man. And 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 you just do not see enough Tony Kukoc jerseys in the wild. I can tell you in Chicago, it, it is a sure. rarity. When yeah. I do see it, though, immediate stop and immediate like high five for that guy. Like hell yeah, baby, All Tony right. Kukoc. So hell, uh, it's yes. it's hard. It's it's not easy to find them in the wild, but when you do, that you know it's a real one. So um, yeah, Tony Kukoc definitely the answer here. All right. Next, we have the Seattle Supersonics slash Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, of course, people love it when we combine those histories, but hey, they are there, so what, what can we do? <laughs> For a little bit longer, yes. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think soon-ish we might be splitting that history, but for now, yes, they are the... Seattle Supersonics, Oklahoma City Thunder. Gary Payton, I believe, if you go to the Oklahoma City Thunder, like all-time win shares. Uh, Gary yes. Payton, uh, all-time Thunder <laughs> win shares. Right. <laughs> or well, right up there, obviously. Kevin Durant's obviously number one. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's though that that is the most horrific thing you can do is, like, go to these weird franchises and look at, like, you know, Pelicans legend Baron Davis or whatever. It's just all weird. But, yeah. Or Bobcats well, legend Baron Davis, I should say. So. Yeah, my my So, um, so actually, funny enough, I don't know why I just realized this, but actually, none of these the players who are in the Hall of Fame, none of them played for the Thunder. They all played for the uh, Sonics. So. <laughs> oh no, what a kind of uh, there. So, all right, yes. Um, 
Well, uh, so we got Patrick Ewing, of course, uh, who oh. played for 79 <laughs> games in the 2001 series. Oh. Uh, Sarunas Marshallonis, I forgot he played for the Sonics. Uh, Paul Westfall in the misadventure of the uh, the Paul Westfall for Dennis Johnson trade, which we'll talk a little bit about um, in a bit. Uh, David Thompson also toured to the uh, end of uh, his career with the, the knee injury and the cocaine. Rod Thorne, of course, better known as a uh, NBA uh, executive and team general manager, but did uh, spend a few years with the Sonics, Dennis Johnson, of course, uh, one of the key players in the 79 title team. And of course, later a great Celtic, uh, Lenny Wilkins uh, was a, of course, player and then later coach for the Sonics for, for the 79 title, Spencer Haywood, early seventies, big star for the uh, Sonics controversial for, uh, for flouting the NBA's age limit rules, Ray Allen, uh, the highlight of the, uh, the end of the uh, supersonics, uh, Jack Sigma, of course, another one of the key members of the 79 title team and the aforementioned Gary Payton, of course, the greatest player in Sonics history and the stalwart uh, along with Sean Kemp of the uh, 1990 Sonics. Yeah, so all these Thunders legends. <laughs> but, right. All right. Yes. <laughs> Thunder yeah. legend Lenny Wilkins. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes, there yeah. We go. All right. There you go. All right, we only got one Hall of Famer drafter required, but never played for the franchise. We had Scotty Pippen, of course. Uh, he, he was traded, uh, drafted by the Sonics, but traded in a pre-arranged trade to the Bulls. Possible future Hall of Famers. We got a lot of them. We got uh, Kevin Durant, who's at 100%. We got Chris Paul, also at 100%. Russell Westbrook, 99%. I don't know if it's, his recent play has uh, brought him down in the percentage. I don't know if that can happen, but uh, probably not significantly. Of course, he's a definite Hall of Famer. James Harden, also 99%. Carmelo Anthony at 98%. And Paul George at 84%. Uh, if you look at former Sonics, Sean Kemp, 38%. Gus Williams at 11%. And Detlef Shrimp at 3.3%. Yeah, so it's gonna it's obviously the influx of thunder going into the it's right. gonna completely change you know this this franchise's uh, and and they have a good list I mean that's a pretty good list of, of guys already but yeah you're gonna get yeah. a huge influx here um, some of these guys are like you know Chris Paul and Carmelo and Paul George and and, and whatnot yeah. are you know pretty pretty late, you know thunder ones but yeah Durant obviously uh, Russell Westbrook James Harden those guys all uh, belong and then yeah it's it's. I don't know if we're, are we going to get another Sonic? Well, obviously Kevin Durant will be the last Sonic right. uh, to yeah. go in until we get, you know, a new Sonic franchise if we do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing's going to change with Sean Kemp, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe he could be a guy that they were like, oh, yeah, we'd never put him in. Um, yeah, I, I, it's not impossible. I don't necessarily see that happening, but it's, you know, there's sometimes guys who you, who you go kind of like, oh, okay, huh, they put them in. All right, cool. You know, that's fine. Like, I don't have any problem with Sean Kemp going in. Um like he was three-time All NBA, six-time All Star. I mean, he was like certainly one of the more memorable players of his time, particularly with the Dunks and you know the the Sonics were pretty memorable and fun team. So I uh, I don't have a problem with him going in. I, I actually kind of would like it. I like Sean Kemp a lot when he uh, played. So for sure. Oh, I can I can definitely rationalize it. I, I could definitely yeah. rationalize uh, getting Kemp in there if, if if he can. But yeah, he's maybe but, he's a guy that gets a little bit of groundswell where eventually people go, you know what? Let's let's like let's, yeah. let's put some respect on Sean Kemp and Why let's not? watch some yeah. dunks. Let's watch some dunk highlights and go, God damn, that guy's got to get in the Hall of Fame. And yeah. Then you after you're done watching the dunk highlights, you can watch his real highlights and go, what? This guy was really good for like a decade. Yeah. We should right. maybe put him in here. So yeah, yeah maybe they get the accolades and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, yeah. A, a good player for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right. All right. What? So I'll I'll let you start with your best what if scenario. Yes. Yeah, so 
this is it's about Sean Kemp, but it's also about Gary Payton. It's really about the Seattle franchise in general, but but mostly about Gary Payton here is how different is Sonic's history and really Gary Payton's career as well. If the NBA doesn't have their weird rule that no contracts could get adjusted until October 1997. This is the same rule that caused a lot of turmoil in Chicago with Scottie Pippen and the Bulls, and it caused a ton of turmoil in Seattle with Sean Kemp and the Sonics, where he is saying, hey, I'm being underpaid, and and they, well, you know, they're they're a, a basketball management, so they're probably not like, oh, yeah, man, that sucks. We'd love to pay you so much more, <laughs> uh, but we just can't, you know? But, but they, you know, because of the CBA, they couldn't, like, rip up a contract. So it was, well, we can wait until you're, uh, you know, free agent and re-sign you, or we can trade you, and then you can restructure your deal. But as it stands, we can't do that. So it's a really weird rule, and thankfully it, got, it went away as quick as possible because it caused a lot of problems. But what would have happened if the Sonics were able to keep Kemp happy until they could sign him to a new deal in the offseason because he was upset and annoyed about this. And if you do not know this, we are Cleveland Cavaliers Sean Kemp respecters on this podcast because look at his number. He wasn't bad. Like People assume that the second he left Seattle, he got fat and he got bad. No, he didn't. He was very good in Cleveland. He was a little fatter in Cleveland, but that's all right. We all put on a few pounds here and there. You know what? Happens happens. to the best of us. You know, But he was still very good in Cleveland. So if he stays in Seattle, as good as he was in Cleveland – Gary Payton stays there. Everybody kind of stays in shape. They continue to win. They Maybe they win a title. He stays in Seattle. Gary Payton's career, I think, changes a lot as well. I think sure. he might get a legit ring, more legit than the one in Miami, which is a, a ring, and he was a big part of that team. But, like, sure. it would have felt a little bit different if he won yeah. that in Seattle. You know what I mean? So, sure. so much of NBA history changes. Does Do the Supersonics go away? Does Gary Payton stay there for his entire career? Is he thought of as even more of a legend than he is right now? Where does Sean Kemp's career grow? Uh, he's probably not only 38% if he stays. I mean, so much changes in Seattle uh, and, and NBA history if that, you know, they could have just kept him happy uh, I- I- until then, but they didn't, and then they had to get rid of him, and then he had to go to Cleveland, and then it just kind of all went downhill for for him and for Seattle, and then ultimately for Gary Payton's run in Seattle as well, as he's you know out the door a, a couple years after that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I um, man, that's a great one. That's one of the uh, best ones. I mean, the other one, of course, is um, you know, it's like hey, they're able to like keep Scottie Pippen and they decide, hey, maybe... Uh, oh, you know, Olden Polonese was fine. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe uh, no. Scottie Pippen... Scottie Pippen was better than Olden Polonese. I, I yeah. agree. I'm with you. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scottie Pippen, Sean Kemp, uh, Gary Payton. Yeah, maybe they you know become the team of the night. <laughs> I like that's, that team. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's not a bad team. That, that, that team fits together too. You know, that, I mean, that team works. Uh, it re- works really well, actually. Uh, George Carl as uh, as their coach. I mean, George Carl, uh, I think, would have understood how to deploy Scottie Pippen as a defender and as a playmaker. Like, I think that really fits into the uh, George Carl uh, type of coaching. So you got that one or you got the 79 uh, Sonic is not imploding. But I feel like we've talked about that one a lot. So uh, well, uh, let's, let's imagine Scottie Pippen, uh, Sean Kemp and Gary Payton ah, together. Yeah, and uh, that's a good video. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right, ultimate Hall of Fame uh, hipster jersey. I got to go with Patrick Ewing because it's the the awful, uh, you know, red and green uh, together. Those yucky uniforms and just Ugh. the whole idea of Patrick Ewing being on the uh, on the Sonics and just yeah, that's uh, got to go with it. It's the irony. Yeah, I, I like a little Jack Sigma. Um, All right, yeah. Just to be contrarian, but honestly, it's it's Ewing. It's it's like the red, you know, the horrible red Sonics jersey at the time. Sure, sure. It's a red. 
Patrick Ewing Sonics jersey. Just the most disgusting, sad jersey uh, you could possibly ever have. But but a good hipster jersey for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two ways you can go, or two major ways you can go with the hipster jersey. Uh, you can either go with like the you know the the great player in, in embarrassing circumstances, or you can go with the white guy. Those are the two like I think <laughs> default. Right. Yeah, hipster jersey choices. Yeah. So. All right, ultimate cool kid jersey. I'm gonna go with Ray Allen. I I think like Ray Allen, you know, like they the the Sonics, you know, mid 2000s fashions, not as good as you know the classic 80s and 90s ones, but like still really good. You know, they they it was a nice return to form. Um, I would say Allen. Actually, I you could sub in Durant, like Durant Sonics here. Yeah, like I don't yeah, I, yeah. I don't yeah I don't know if Durant's like too polarizing now because it's just all the stuff he's been doing late but i think you can still carve like oh yeah ray allen or excuse me well ray allen was cool then but uh but kevin durant was cool you know in 2008 before you know everything everything changed so. yeah absolutely yeah and it's a slick jersey too i i there's uh, one of my coworkers has it and he wears it pretty often and i'm just like yeah, yeah. that's a sweet jersey man it, it's because right. they came back to those old and that and that's where my pick is going to be gary payton but not in people think gary payton sonics and a lot of you are going to the you know the mid 90s sonics jerseys no right not no. those ones no the classic light green early 90s sonics gary yeah. payton jerseys green and ones. yellow yeah. yeah yellow yeah those are those are buttes those are among the best jerseys absolutely. in nba history in my opinion so. absolutely so if i see anybody rocking one of those that's an immediate like high five too just like you're yeah you're, you're a cool dude you know what you're doing uh yeah. good on you sir right good on you indeed so all right uh, dennis johnson one those that'd be nice too so um anyway the uh, houston Slash San Diego Rockets. Of course, everyone loves the San Diego Rockets. I actually, we did talk about it recently how it's cool that the Rockets are like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw a lot of people getting upset yeah. about this, and I had to like tell yeah. people, no, no, no. This is cool. No, like, you're like cool. who cares about the San Diego Rockets? I'm like, that's the point. You should care. That that's history. That's you know, not old, the, not the only thing that is retro is the '90s. Like retro also happened before the '90s too. So while while we're pretending that you know. The Washington Wizards bringing back their mid two thousands jerseys, like the legendary look is back. Right, it's, it's like, back. back. <laughs> like what? Love it. And then people back. bring that. They bring that. The San Diego Rockets, which is cool as hell. People are like, ah, I don't who cares about uh, San Diego Rockets. So yeah. I, I love them. They're great. They're green. They're weird. Um, they'll like the San Diego Rockets. The uh, Houston Rockets will probably lose in an embarrassing fashion while wearing them. So yeah, we hope so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hall of Famers drafted or acquired, but never played for the first Bobby Jones. So he was drafted by the Houston Rockets, but went to the Denver Rockets of the ABA before they became the Nuggets. So he was, either way, he was going to be a Rocket. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention the, the, the list, of, list of names of the guys who uh, are on our list. Already, yeah, the main part of the show. All right. We got Pat Riley. Pat Riley drafted by the Rockets, played, uh, played a couple years there. Uh, Rick Adelman, oh, he's on two teams. Wow. Of course, he was later the coach of the Rockets as well. Scotty Pippen, 1999 season, it's a, a season of dreams for the uh, Houston Rockets. We got Rick Barry toward the end of his career. We got Dikembe Mutombo. We got Ralph Sampson. We got Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, Tracy McGrady, Elvin Hayes, Yao Ming, Moses Malone, Rudy Tomjanovich, Calvin Murphy, and uh, Akeem Olajuwon. Akeem Olajuwon has 160 win shares. Calvin Murphy second with 84. So Akeem by a lot. Um, we uh, we have to say for that, and then you let's talk about the future future possible future Hall of Famers. Rich, what do we got? 
Yeah, we have um, you know possible future all famers again. <laughs> Some similar names that we talked about, even with the uh, the Sonics and the Thunder. Chris Paul, hundred yeah. percent going to go in, yeah. no doubt. James Harden, ninety nine percent, he's going to go in, no doubt. Dwight Howard, ninety nine percent, he's going in, no doubt. Russell Westbrook, ninety nine percent, going in, no doubt. Carmelo Anthony, ninety eight percent, going in, no matter what. Gets a little bit more interesting here, especially with these uh, Rockets legends. Kyle Lowry, I always forget he was a Houston Rocket, but yeah. he definitely was eighty six percent for Kyle Lowry. I love. Uh, how high he's gotten up there. And then uh, Joe Johnson, 50%. So apparently they don't respect being seven-time All-Stars in that Hall of Fame uh, right. enough as they – not like they used to because, uh, oh. yeah, Joe Johnson, 50%. So, yeah, he's he's one that I guess I could see people rallying behind. But I don't know if he's exciting enough for people to rally behind and really start getting up there. But Kyle Lowry, that, the 86%, I'm, I don't know, were you a little surprised for him to be as high as he was? I think he absolutely belongs, but I just – I don't know. I was surprised that he was as much of a, of a no-doubter as, as 86%. Yeah, 86% a little bit higher than I would have expected. You know, somebody who I think is kind of similar case is uh, Chauncey Bilt, who's 84%. So, um, yeah, because, I mean, you think of, like, Lowry as, like, he was, you know, really good player, you know, uh, wasn't the best player, but was among the best players on a championship team. Um, but it doesn't have, like, a tremendous amount of, of uh, red ink. I mean, only uh, – it won All-NBA appearance and six-time All-Star, but he's got that ring, and he's got a good reputation, good defensive player, though never on an all-defensive team. So, um, yeah, that's a little higher than I anticipated. But, yeah, I, seeing him get in, I, I would have no problem with that at all. All right, best what-if scenario. I'm going to go with Ralph Sampson stays healthy. We get a Twin Towers challenge in the late 80s to the Lakers dynasty. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm right with you. I think it's good. And, and mine's kind of the same thing as well. And I do want to note that, you know, everybody cries about the Portland Trailblazers and, oh, they're bad health and Brandon right. Roy and Bill Walton and all this sort of stuff sure, and Sam sure. Bowie. Hey, look at the Rockets. <laughs> you know, Ralph Sampson, his body can't, right. you know, really handle itself. And Yao right. Ming. I mean, imagine Yao Ming still made it 65.9 win shares as a member of the Houston Rockets, still played right. a, a decent amount of his career. If his feet and his body hold up to the NBA, I mean, that dude was so good and and, and transformed the game in so many different ways. And, yeah, the Rockets, I mean, just, God, you, you just – how much could have been different if, if he stays healthy? How much of the NBA is different if he just stays remotely healthy? I'm not saying he's got to be in perfect health, but remotely healthy – and not like his entire body just completely breaking down, you know, within you know five years of his playing career, which is what unfortunately happened. Right. Well, him and McGrady together. I mean, that's like both of them with like some semblance of health um, during those times. Because yeah, those when they were really healthy, those teams were really awesome. And yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, they unfortunately that was that. So that, that's a good one. I mean, that definitely could have changed the face of you know late two thousands NBA and Yao. Yeah, Yao being around for you know in, into his thirties and you see what he would have been like as a player during that. Obviously, would have been really cool. So, all right, ultimate Hall of Fame hipsters. What do you got? Uh, mine is Charles Barkley. Uh, okay. The, the, the and and this is one where I would like hate you if you were wearing this because I hate that jersey. Right. Right. Um, and you think it's cool and people think it's cool, but it's not a cool jersey. It's a bad jersey. So, right. uh, but we're in the Charles Barkley would, would, would respect it a little bit because you probably know that it was kind of just a big old joke and, and, and whatnot. So, uh, bonus okay. points if you're like a portly fella as well. So, right. Yeah. You definitely gotta, you be, gotta be, that, you that, can't be skinny. If you're skinny wearing this jersey, you gotta hit the bricks. Yeah. You gotta, have yeah. some, gotta have some girth no. to you for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just, or just wear a Drexler jersey if you're going to do right, that. Right, exactly. You know? If you're going to be a skinny yeah. little guy, wear, wear a Clyde Drexler right. jersey like any respectable sure. skinny little guy. But yeah, if you've right. you got some yeah. girth, you know, myself included, you got to wear the yeah. Barkley. Gotta you and I could pull off the Barkley. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Scotty Pippen for similar reasons, not for the girth so much, but for uh, <laughs> just the, the the hatred of, of Charles Barkley and the uh, the nonsense of that year, and uh, you know just just the irony of uh, of that. I, I guess I, I'm going to go with that. Um, I could maybe talk myself into Rick Barry. I don't know, maybe maybe I could talk myself into Rick Barry. But uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, Pippen or Barkley, honestly, I think those are both uh, good choices. So. Cool kid jersey. Um, I am gonna go with Moses Malone because Moses Malone was awesome, and you know, as as a young Rocket was, you know, one of his like most fun eras as a player. Obviously, he was great, especially early on the uh, on the Sixers. But he you know, wins those three MVPs. Just just a he's a force, and he's a force to be reckoned with, and he is uh, uh, tremendous. I, I also I would also consider Ralph Sampson, um, but Moses is definitely the leader. Yeah, Moses for sure. Uh, I mean, that any anybody yeah. that rocks a Moses Malone jersey, anyone that's a Moses Malone respecter uh, is, yeah. is good in my book. So, yeah, Moses for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Now we have the Denver Nuggets. Uh, all right. Sarunas Marshallonis. Tim Hardaway. Remember that Tim Hardaway played 14 games for the Nuggets? <laughs> I <Thank> don't. You, <laughs> you yeah. are wrong. That is a lie. That it did not happen. Right. Uh, I'm reading uh, it here. 2001, 2002, 14 games. Okay, I'm still. Yeah. Uh, no, right. no, I'm not right. it, but okay. Yeah. Charlie Scott, toward the end of his career. Larry Brown in the ABA. Uh, before he coached the team, played for the team. George McGinnis, uh, after uh, the uh, guy was, of course, traded from the Sixers to the uh, the Nuggets toward the end of like you know his kind of peak era before he really fell off. Allen Iverson, a couple of years with the uh, the the fun run and gun uh, Nuggets. Spencer Haywood, his rookie season at the ABA, won the MVP and dominated the league. The Kemi Mutombo, of course, uh, early uh, in his career, famous the '93 um, upset. Bobby Jones, near the beginning of his career, led the uh, led the Nuggets to the uh, 76 Finals, along with David Thompson, um, who was next. Uh, Alex English, of course, the stalwart of the 80s, most points of any player in the 80s. And Dan Issel, of course, uh, the 70s and uh, 80s Nuggets after playing in the ABA with the Kentucky Colonels. So. Uh, no Hall of Famers drafted or acquired, but never played for the Nuggets. Once you're a Nugget, you're a Nugget for life. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very beautiful there. You got some nice mountains and stuff. You think, yeah, you know what? This yeah, is good. Why not? Got, why, I, not? why leave? Why leave? You yeah. Know? Carmelo, why? why leave? You know, go to right. Big Apple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got time for yeah, that. They can have the Big Apple. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, they can spit it out. Yeah. All right. Possible future Hall of Famers. What do you got for me? Uh, we got Carmelo Anthony. Oh, geez. All right. Well, former right. Carmelo Anthony. He's at 98%. He's surely going yeah. into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Chauncey Billups, 84%. He's a guy that I think in the next couple of years, there's going to be enough of a groundswell uh, to probably get him in. And now that he's, you know, in the coaching ranks, you know, it possibly goes up a little bit more. I know he's had some issues in the last couple of years or whatnot, but right. I, it doesn't seem like those are going to affect him that much in terms of, you know, having a job in the NBA or, uh, you I know, mean, so I, I think he's probably going to make him his, his way in the Hall of Fame at, at some point very, very soon. Uh, and then Nicole Jokic, uh, we should note, is currently at 44%, and that will, you know, this is before the season. Uh, I'm guessing by the end of this season, it's going to go up, and by the end of next, I mean, this. He's on the. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. I mean, he has two MVPs. Yeah, he, he retires today. He's gonna right. Be he's he's gonna be right. there. Yeah. So right. just 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 so adding international stuff. He, he's gonna be in there for sure. But yeah, he'll, sure. he'll be a, he'll be a no doubter very very soon here. Yeah. All right. So I've got a couple what if scenarios. Well, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Um. So if the Nuggets keep Bobby Jones, 
instead of trading him for George McGinnis, which, you know, made some okay. sense at the time, you know, McGinnis was, you know, like an MV, you know, MVP level player. Uh, David Thompson stays clean. Okay. We got a, we got a big, what if there, a lot of, yeah, of what if yeah. so far, but all right. All right. Keep going. Keep I mean, going. How, how good could they have been? I mean, they, they could have, they, you know, the, even yeah. the year they had McGinnis, they were, they were pretty steady like that. You know, that was a team that, um, you know, was, was, you know, in, if things had gone well, could have won a championship or could at least, you know, gone to the finals. You know, they, they gave Portland a pretty tough time in uh, 77, as I recall. Uh, so, but let's, so let's just say that doesn't work out. How does Bobby Jones fit in with Kiki Vandaway and Dan Issel on those early 80s teams? A lot of white guys, which, you know, but because, um, because if they don't trade Bobby Jones for George McGinnis, then they don't trade George McGinnis later for Alex English, you know, so, um, but yeah, are like, do they actually defend? Um, you know, I mean, they're still yeah, obviously Bobby Jones are going to be crazy running the floor. Like maybe they get they get better overall, at least in that early '80s period. Obviously, they wouldn't have English in the scenario. But again, with a Vandeweghe and Issel, they've got plenty of scoring. So yeah, just interesting idea for like what that team you know possibly could have been. Yeah, it looked a lot different, and you wonder if they even would have capped Bobby Jones that entire time, or if they would have said, "Hey, look, that you know we we we're, we want to be." But you're right that there's enough ball to go around anyway. Like you don't, Bobby Jones can just kind of be there to defend and be yeah. in the background that sort of stuff. Yeah, it pro- yeah it probably does change them a little bit. I mean, I'm sure there's yeah. still a very high powered offense, but yeah, maybe they're not. You know, maybe they're not also giving up 130 points a game. <laughs> maybe they're also stopping some people uh, sure. every so often as well, which would have been uh, nice. And yeah, for your your, your first uh, what if. I think you just end that if David Thompson stays clean. I mean, I, I think yeah, it, it comes right fair. down to that. It's just like, man, if that guy, right. you know, can stay clean throughout the, the the decade, like there's no doubt what what could have possibly happened with that team. I mean, they were really, really good, right on the cusp, feeling like they were going to be a competitive, especially in a West that, you know, yeah, you had the Lakers and, and and you know a few other good teams, but it was still pretty wide open. I mean, they could have at least maybe squeaked into the finals a couple of times or or, or whatnot. But yeah, without him, it's it's you know, it, it right. just wasn't going to happen. So 77, you know, Thompson's 22, they have Isalu's 28, and Bobby Jones is 25 with their first year in the NBA. They make the Western Conference semis, and they lose to Portland. And they lose in six games. So they gave them pretty good fights. Uh, next year, they um, they win 78. They still have um, Jones, and they um, they go to the Western Conference Finals and lose to Seattle in, uh, in six games. So... And then seventy nine after they make the trade, they um, they reach the they lose to the Lakers in the uh, in the first round. So that obviously wasn't a strong um, playoff year. But the year before, like they were eighth in SRS. The the seventy seven season, they were second in SRS in the league. So definitely had a chance to be an elite team there. But um, you know, after that, they kind of fall off until they uh, until eighty two when they kind of figure out, uh, yeah, we'll just score a lot and yeah. uh, and that'll be pretty good. So yeah. So, anyway. Uh, my what if is right. Denver beats the Lakers and goes to the 2009 NBA Finals. They right. they blow the doors off the Magic, right? Um, I I think so. I don't know if they blow the doors off them, but they probably – I don't know. That Magic team, that was, magic team was fun and good. Yeah, yeah that would have been a hell yeah. of a fun. I mean, I know that the Lakers yeah. final – and right. Man, I think – I mean, the NBA would have been on suicide watch with the Denver Nuggets, Orlando Magic NBA Finals. But uh, with that said, that would have been a hell of a finals. Yeah, that would have been really interesting to see. I mean, Billups leads another team to the finals and and maybe a title. Carmelo gets his finals appearance and maybe a ring. 
Allen Iverson was there for three games. Uh, does he get a ring? I don't know. Uh, like, you know? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> How about, what's the? I forget if there's. Is there a minimum for when you get a ring, or is it up to the team to decide if this man was a vital enough part of our team to to, to give him a, a ring? But I don't know if if three games at the beginning of the year of Allen Iverson was enough for them to give a ring. But it's a really interesting scenario, and they were really close, and that team was really good, and and that was the year. I mean, that if they were going to win a title and they were going to make a run, that was that year. Uh, obviously, they lose to the Lakers, but yeah, I really would have been interested to see what happens if they make it to. Uh, the NBA Finals, I think it changes a lot of people's career. It changes Carmelo's career for sure. Uh, Bill Ups is probably not at eighty four percent. He's probably you know ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent. He's probably already in. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting to think about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, those were a, you know, that series it was six game series, and uh, you know there was there was a lot of close games in that series, especially early on. So it's not unthinkable. Um, probably, you know, it, that's. And, you know, we, uh, we have to see what happens in the situation, but yeah, that that would be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets. Weird, the Nuggets have. I mean, they've had a lot of really good teams, but they've never been to the NBA Finals, of yeah. course. So, um, you know, they always just seem to be like, you know, well, not always, but a lot of times they've just been like that third, second, or third best team in the West, and usually they're losing to the Lakers or somebody like that. You know, so a uh, funny how it goes. Um, ultimate Hall of Fame hipster jersey. Um, well. I, I did. Sh- uh, yeah. I chose Iverson. Um, I think and you chose Iverson as well. Spoiler alert. Um, I like that, but I also, you know, I, I also sort of like the, uh, the Tim Hardaway, <laughs> the, the, the ugly, uh, you know, <laughs> the brown, the ugly yeah. brown jerseys. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And that's, that's uh, my, uh, my cool kid Jersey, just to kind of jump ahead, uh, is the Matumbo Browns. I I've, I've, I've become a fan of the Brown. I, I don't know why, okay. like I didn't like All them right. in the nineties. Like I hated them right. as a kid. Yeah, and I think I still hate them, but I also don't hate them. I like them. I don't know. I'm very conflicted about the uh, the old okay. brown jerseys, but I don't know. I've, I've become yeah. uh, I've 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 in my old age, I've become a little bit more uh, uh, accepting of the the Denver Nuggets brown uh, jerseys. It's just yeah. The, hey, we're in Denver. We got all this beautiful architecture around us, or all this beautiful you know uh, natural uh, uh, beauty around us. Let's go with brown, <laughs> brown and like a kind of a red. How about that? You know, it's 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 just incredible that they went from the, you know the sunrise sunset to yeah you know what let's just go with brown. <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah those I I can't get with you on that. I just uh, something about them is just uh, yeah. I guess the it's blue. that color. It's like the blue and the brown too. Yeah, it's like kind of gold, mean, but it's like a right. bad looking gold, so it just looks like so right. yeah they're yeah they're rough. I, I admit they're rough. They're rough. It's just. Yeah, it, it's just ugly. And I, yeah, I, I can't really speak to exactly why because it's at least it's not like a hundred different things going on. Like yeah, it's not, yeah. but it's like it's like worst, one of the worst color schemes of all time. It, it's, it's just yeah, it's, it's just color drab schemes. and just yeah, yeah. It's not busy, but it's 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 boring. You know, a boring in the wrong way. When they went from like really colorful, interest, like like the Nuggets '80s uniforms would have been by far the best. 90s uniforms of any team because yes, and they, they, yes, they totally yeah, yes. fit that but for whatever reason they yes, were when like, everybody really else was it. like we need to add more shit to our jerseys the nuggets right. are like not gold, <laughs> uh, red and blue me <laughs> we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna have shit jerseys you know yeah, right. yeah. just gonna make our jerseys right. look like shit so. right like literally exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 right oh, so um all right my cool kid jersey uh yeah yeah i would i would say david thompson but honestly I really think it needs to be a rainbow jersey, so I'm gonna go with Alex English. Um, yeah, you got the Matumbo. Uh, Matumbo had the rainbows too. You can throw a Matumbo. Uh, rainbow he in too he did. Yeah, that's true. He briefly did have the. I think he's better known for the other ones though. Yes. So yes. yeah. So 
I, I got to go with English, even though English isn't like the most colorful player ever, but I think that's fun. Um, I do love the baby blues. I think those are really uh, underrated jerseys of the, uh, like the early uh, 2000s. Like that's one of the better um, looking jerseys. I, you could even talk me into an Iverson cool kid jersey t- instead of being a hipster jersey. Because Iverson like actually was pretty good for the Nuggets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was real yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I think what, right. what, what always threw me off about those Nuggets baby blues is that, that those jerseys in those days were like that silky, like... Right. You know what I mean? Like if, if you take today's jerseys, which are a little bit more flat and a little bit more and make them that color, like I think for sure they would pop. But they were just they, they glistened so much in the in the because the jerseys were so I don't know what the yeah, I don't know the material. I don't know if about but you know what yeah. I mean? They were like silky and very shiny or whatever. Whereas, you know, now they seem to be a little bit more of a matte, a little bit more of a flat color. I think those blues uh, in a flat color would look really, really slick right now. Yeah, they're a little too baggy too. Was the uh, yeah, was yeah, the, well, yeah, yeah, just because as, really as was the fashion know. at the time, yes, right, as was as it was, yes. So, <laughs> I wonder if anyone will ever like if that will uh, they'll ever have like an irony, like a 2000s night, and they'll have everybody wear big baggy jerseys. <laughs> it's uh, so uh, weird. You, you go back and you watch games watch, of that era, like a 2003 game, and you're, and you're like, like, what, what the, the hell, hell are these men wearing? <laughs> Why are the they wearing such just... large clothes? Like, what are they doing? Yeah, so, exactly, you know, like, like we did in the 90s when we're like, yeah, they're wearing short shorts now. I'm like, what are they? Why are they wearing a trash bag like what are they doing that's that jersey is seven sizes too big what yeah. why what are you doing yeah. but at the time it was it was what you did so yeah exactly yeah. all right indiana pacers you want to list off the uh, pacers we got yeah let's do this we have tim hardaway oh man he was on the pay <laughs> what <laughs> Dude, 10 games the oh, wow, the late stage tim hardaway career good uh, god i know uh gus johnson adrian dantley only 23 games of adrian dantley he uh, also uh bounced around a little bit uh alex english hey alex english bounced around a little, yeah. little bit too so we'll yeah. talk about him yeah, uh chris mullen george mcginnis mel daniels roger brown and reggie miller i am kind of blown away by how many not like you know you have reggie who's you know, pseudo contemporary and obviously retired in 2005 Tim Hardaway, who's in 2003. Right. And then pretty much everybody else is like 70s and like very early. I, I guess Chris Mullen uh, right. being the exception to that. But everybody else is like 70s or very, very, very early 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of surprising, but then it, you know, it is the Pacers. And it's like, well, yeah, you think about it. You're like, oh, yeah. Who, who else have yeah, they had? They, <laughs> you know, then the they, two guys, uh, we're going to talk about right. two guys here in a little bit. But yeah, other than that, it's like, well, yeah, they haven't really had. You know, Roy Hibbert ain't walking into the Hall of Fame anytime soon. <laughs> no. So no. Jeff Foster isn't going. So I guess, you know. No. Are you sure? <laughs> well, as far as I know, he's not on this list of, of future right. Hall of Famers, so maybe you got your All facts right. wrong. But uh, Might have, yeah. Occasional factual error can happen. All right. Hall of Famers drafted, required, but never played for the franchise. Yeah, one big one. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 77%. Let, let's pump that because uh, let's discuss him when we talk about the Spurs. But that's a little bit of a low number to me as far as uh, I would think. Anyway, possible future Hall of Famers. we got Paul George at 84%. And uh, just – for the reference, Jermaine O'Neal is at 32%. He's kind of the only guy from the, you know, post, um, you know, other than Paul George from the post, um, you know, uh, Miller. I know he played, I know he and Miller overlapped a bit, but uh, from that post, from that era, you know, afterward that I would kind of consider for Hall of Fame, you know, so. Yeah. And yeah, so that's like, you know, the, yeah, there's not a whole lot of them, you know, Pacers in the Hall of Fame right now. And it's not like, you know, it's not gonna be a lot in a while either. So it's right. not, there's not no. as much banging on the door there. So no. No, they're gonna be gonna be a while before there's uh, anybody who I, I think is gonna be likely to have that. So, all right, uh, best what if scenario, gonna go with drafting Larry Bird in 1978. The the Pacers that had said they were gonna do that were were very close to doing that, but uh, chickened out. 
Uh, but let's say, yeah, they draft Larry Bird. They keep Alex English. And then suddenly we've got Bird and English. You got Johnny Davis, who is a really good guard. You got Mickey Johnson, who's a good swing man. You got Billy Knight, who's a good scorer. And you got James Edwards, who was a good young big. So that's like, I mean, that's not, I mean, it's not it's a championship team probably, but that's still like a, you know, that's a you know, 45 to 50 win team that could, you know, that was young enough that could still have been, you know, a force over the next few years. Now, you know, how well they would manage that team and how everything would work out as an open question, but that, that, you know, it, it obviously would not have been as good of an outcome as Larry Bird had in his career with the Celtics, but it could have been a good outcome. And those teams, you know, um, feel like and that obviously would have transformed basketball for the Pacers in for Indiana as well. So, I do wonder how big of a bird of a star bird is if he's not in Boston or like New York or something, if he's not yeah, in like one I of those markets. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's weird, but it's like the other thing too is, I mean, he would have been such a phenomenon there and, and, you know, it's a hometown guy and right, he's in Indiana, right. he, you know, yeah. hometown, obviously he's, he's from very, you know, like two hours away right. or whatever, but still but, it's Indiana. Yeah. It's a nice, Hey, look, there's not a whole lot else yeah. in Indiana. So I think right. the folks of Indianapolis would accept a man from French lick as one of their own for sure. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think, your point is it does stand that like, you know, is he as much of a phenomenon, but I think like he is so good that he does become a phenomenon no matter what. And, and yeah. I do think that, yeah, no, him going to the legacy franchise of Boston does help, but I do think you maybe create a new legacy franchise with Indiana if, if he's there and, and stays around and wins titles and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I really like, do think that it would have been a phenomenon still. Like, I mean, like Jordan with the Bulls, obviously what, you know, the Bulls were not a yeah, legacy the Bulls were absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, they're, they're right. considered, you know, one of the top, you know, franchise in the league when before right. they were nothing, you know, they were absolutely nothing. Yeah. So uh, I think you get the same thing with the Pacers uh, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, and that's really, I mean, that's gotta be, that's the only you know, what if I can, I, you know, the, other than the malice in the palace, like, you know, yeah, right. Doesn't other happen. than that, but, but that doesn't even involve any of these people that were, I mean, Reggie Miller was, was there telling people, please, please stop. <laughs> like, what <am> I <laughs> Yeah. Doing? Right. Right. <laughs> Guys, I don't really want to get in a fight. Like I'm much too old to be getting in fights and I didn't really yeah. want to get in fights when I was younger either. So <laughs> you right. know, I don't want to do this. Uh, other than that, like, yeah, there's really, I mean, bird being in Indiana, joining that team and, and what they could have done that that's, that's the biggest water for this franchise for sure. Sure. All right, ultimate Hall of Fame hipster jersey. Uh, gonna go with either Alex English or maybe Chris Mullen. You have to be white, and you have to be willing to shape your head. Yeah, you're from American history. You have to look like an extra from American history X, and then exactly, yeah, and then you're good to go. Right. Uh, yeah, I, it's probably the Mullen. You're right. That's probably the one. Yeah, uh, I, I'd go with the Reggie Miller uh, just to be different, but it's probably okay. Mullen. Yeah, the Mullen. Pacers jersey is pretty pretty fun so so are you going with Miller because it's like I mean just kind of I mean there's it's weird because yeah basically the best you know there's you know only nine Hall of Famers for the Pacers McGinnis Daniels Brown and Miller are all like obviously really good and really important players in history and then you got English and Mullen who are kind of like your names who are kind of ironic because you know they didn't do that much for the franchise and then you've Dantley could fit that too, I guess. And then Gus Johnson and Hardaway, who wouldn't really necessarily, you know, mean that much. I mean, Hardaway obviously would, but I, I that would be even more obscure than Hardaway Nuggets. I feel like so. Yeah, that'd be a real deep cut. Yeah, the rest of these guys, unfortunately, they all fit in a cool kid. I think because like, yeah, my right. next answer is going to be like the ultimate cool kid jersey is Roger Brown. Because if I'm like walking by and you're wearing a Roger right. Brown Indiana Pacers jersey, I'm going to be like, right. you listen to my show, <laughs> like let's talk, like probably. Yeah. And if you don't listen or, to my show, I got a show for you, pal. Like let's yeah, talk about over because right. you're cool and. If 
if you're wearing a Mel Daniels, exact same scenario. If you're wearing a George right. Pettis, exact same. Like all the rest of those guys are like, that dude rocks. Like why he's yeah. got a, a George McGinnis Pacers jersey. But yeah, sure. it, I was kind of, by default. It's like you know, there's not many other guys there, that, that yeah. would be truly, truly hipster. So yeah, that, that's all why right. I went with Miller. So an uninspired pick, indeed. No, I yeah, not at all. No, I it like was. The, Trust I, me, I, it I, was. I, 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 <laughs> I like the reasons behind it, though, Rich. You explained yourself well. So you showed you showed your work. So I'm going to give you credit for the answer. Yeah. So, thanks. All right. Uh, I and my similar me- me- measure, I'm going to go with George McGinnis because uh, you know for most of the reasons that Roger Brown is cool, you're going to George McGinnis was cool. So yeah. All right. The San Antonio Spurs. So we've got Moses Malone, 17 yeah. games in his final <laughs> season, course. including that full court shot he he hit. Uh, Dominic Wilkins, Maurice Cheeks, Louis Dampier, George Carl, and as a coach, but played uh, some rough and tumble years yeah, with these first. George, a little furious yeah. in San Antonio. Yeah. yeah. Cliff Hagen, another furious guy. Dennis Rodman, speaking of furious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot, lot of fury. A lot, a lot of fury, of, of fury there, there, yeah. Our artist Gilmore, not so much fury. Um, Manu Ginobili, George Gervin, David Robinson, and Tim Duncan. So, so good, good list there. Uh, all yeah, of, all. yeah, yeah. No Hall of Famers that were drafted or acquired, but never played for the uh, the Spurs. So, and our possible future Hall of Famers: we got Tony Parker, ninety four percent; Pau Gasol, ninety three; uh, Kawhi Leonard, seventy eight percent. So, uh, and Lamarcus Aldridge, fifty one percent. So, Kawhi Leonard, seventy eight percent. That one seems weird to me. It does. Yeah, I think that's just a, a scenario of like you. This is just an you know an algorithm or something taking in all of his numbers, his career sure. stats, and all that stuff, and saying, yeah, here's what this right. guy is. But like, if if you had to get down and vote on it, like he he's a hall, of, you know what I mean? Like everyone's oh, yeah. gonna vote yeah. him in a hall of fame. It's, it doesn't matter that he missed an entire season. It doesn't matter that he's still missing seasons. I guess whatever's right. going on right now uh, with him. It doesn't matter that he took like like half the season in Toronto. It's because he he has you know a finals run with San, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. He has a finals win with the San Antonio Spurs. He has a finals run with the Toronto Raptors. He has a finals win with the Toronto Raptors. Like he's in for sure. It's just like yeah, I I I, I get why the uh, you know the the Hall of Fame monitor might look at him and go like, yeah, no, this guy's not just because yeah. the counting stance are just probably not there at right. all compared to other Hall of Famers. But but he's he's absolutely there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, yeah, first ballot, almost certainly. I mean, I, I don't. I think that's mm-hmm. you know, not not really even a question. Yeah, two time Finals MVP, two time Defensive Player of the Year, five time All NBA. You know, um, so uh, and of course, you know, seventy fifth anniversary team. So yeah, that definitely will be there. Um, all right, yeah. So best what if scenario. So you know, 
maybe if they had been able to get artists for a year or two earlier than 83, I, you know, when the Lakers weren't quite as strong, you know, maybe that's kind of the best um, option that I can think of. And and that's really not necessarily, uh, they're not a great year um, for that, to be honest. I mean, if you, um, you know, kind of going back to the uh, Spurs, if you look at like 82 or, uh, you know, 81, obviously the Lakers um, don't go there. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now because, uh, yeah, they, so 81, actually 81 probably would have been their best um, option because they, you know, they were 52 and 30, seventh in the league in SRS. Uh, they lose in seven games in the conference semis to the Rockets. Of course, the Rockets that year only won 40 games and made the finals. So, you know, they have, if they, if they, um, if they have Gilmore at that point, maybe they're able to, you know, fend off. I mean, obviously Gilmore and uh, Moses Malone is quite the battle. So that probably would have been um, interesting. You know, 82, they're, they're pretty strong too. You know, they, they get swept by the Lakers that year. So uh, of course, Gilmore would have made a difference. I'm not sure if they, if it would have meant uh, they won that series, but you know, that's, that's probably, those are probably the two years where they would have been the best opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of yeah. It's that it's that '79 team for sure. I mean, it's it's the Spurs. There's not a whole lot of what ifs because it pretty much everything in their history pretty much went right. exactly to plan, like perfectly. Yeah. Uh, in most ways, uh, it's that '79 team though. They they were up three one in that series. They lost Game Seven by just two points. And and who knows, you know, if they win that title or uh, or at least getting to that finals, you know, it solidifies George Gervin's career. Uh, Doug Moe's career, I think it gets you know thought of a different way. It puts them on the map way, way, way before 1999 as well, just right. making those finals. So yeah, it's sure. definitely that. It's because it'd be a law. I mean, it would obviously they 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 pop up you know again in the 90s as being like a good team, and we always talked about them as like you know people don't really respect how good they were for as long as they were, but they weren't good enough to ever really make a substantial run. So people do kind of think like, okay, well Tim Duncan came to town, and now it's like here we go, and we're ready to go. And yeah, they were ready to go win titles, but it was a very competitive team through all of David Robinson's years and, and and really through almost its entire history. Like these last few years are the only years that they haven't been like truly, you know, good in, in, in some way. Yeah. And they have just an insane streak of like making the playoffs and winning over 40 games and that sort of stuff. And a lot of that's getting broken now, but yeah, it, it, that 79 team, like making a real run changes a lot of that, of that, that franchise's history, I think. Yeah. Cause they were first in the league that year in SRS, you know, they've got Gervin, they've got Larry Kennedy who's still really good. They've got, um, uh, they've got uh, James Silas and, uh, you know, they, and Billy Paul, who's, you know, really good um, big men still the time, pretty good anyway, you know, solid. And, um, yeah, they they beat the Sixers in the semifinals, and they're in the East at this point. This is right before the realignment. And yeah, they blow, they blow that 3-1 lead to the uh, Bullets. So, yeah, that definitely would have uh, changed some things. Uh, Ultimate history jersey, going to go, well, Two options here. Dennis Rodman's my choice, but if you're a certain type of hipster, and maybe not a hipster that I care for, I'm gonna. Oh, you might go with George Carl. <laughs> a little furious George San Antonio Spurs yeah, jersey. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going Rodman. Uh, it's a pretty slick jersey too. Uh, the Spurs have just like the coolest jerseys ever. So pretty much any Spurs jersey you wear is is yeah. is, is going to be cool. So picking right. out like the hipster one or whatever was pretty tough. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's why my cool kid jersey is just a nice, crisp, possibly ironed. David Robinson, number 50. Jersey, right. You know what I mean? Just like looks yeah. perfect, like Navy issued. <laughs> David sure, Robinson sure. Jersey. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to go with a, a slightly crumpled uh, Mono Ginobili. Uh, <laughs> right. Yes, because the Ginobili yeah. would right. totally just right. probably a jersey that he found in a bottom of a bag. It's like, did you wear right. this yesterday? Uh, maybe. Yeah, whatever. So. Uh, yeah, whatever. So yes, <laughs> I'm going to go with Ginobili. 
All right. The New York, New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets. 14 players. We got Mel Daniels played 11 games, got zero win shares in the NBA. His only uh, NBA uh, career. The rest of it was, of course, in the ABA. We got Bob McAdoo with 10 games in 1981. Dikembe Mutombo, 24 games in 2003, including a finals appearance. Alonzo Mourning, uh, 30 games uh, try for his attempted comeback before he uh, went back to the Heat. Maurice Cheeks, uh, Phil Jackson toward the end of his career. Tiny Ultraba. Archibald in the 77 season where the the ill-fated attempt to uh, pair him with Dr. J before Dr. J jumped ship. Uh, Kevin Garnett uh, and Paul Pierce, of course, that's a great experiment. Uh, Bernard King toward the, well, he had a couple actually, beginning and end of his career spent with the Nets. Uh, Drazen Petrovic, of course. Rick Barry in the ABA. Julius Irving, of course, you know, two championships in the ABA. And Jason Kidd, the leader of the Nets' best NBA uh, run uh, through the uh, the mid two thousands. So interesting list, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a team that's been around a pretty long time and does not. I mean, like, I mean, it makes sense that Jason Kidd's the best win shares guy, but it's also like, man, that doesn't yeah. feel like that long that he wasn't right. And he was. I mean, he was there for you know six, seven years, but. It, Right, it's like it should be well, longer. It should be like somebody else should have stayed with the Nets for a little bit longer. But uh, as we're sure. seeing, uh, the Nets are not always the most stable franchise, and they have never really been uh, yeah. a super stable franchise. And that uh, is carrying on until uh, into the Brooklyn days for them as well. Right. So yeah, uh, uh, worth worth noting: Julius serving fifty, almost fifty-two win shares in two hundred and fifty-two games. Jason Kidd fifty-six point six in five hundred and six games. Yeah, so so it right, had right. double the games. So it, you know, anyway, so. Uh, all right. Possible future, or excuse me, first, the Hall of Famers drafted, required, but never played for the franchise. Uh, Dwight Howard in the 2018 offseason forgot completely about this. Yeah. Went from Charlotte to Brooklyn to Washington. So, <laughs> yeah, this was in the nobody really wants Dwight Howard. Like, yeah, we're going to trade for him. And then every team is like, all right, maybe he won't be Dwight Howard. <laughs> then he shows up yeah. and he's definitely Dwight Howard. And they go, all right, well, that was fun. <laughs> he was Dwight Howard. Yeah. We should get rid of him. Uh, this, and then they uh, do. <laughs> so that's this happened twice before the two different right. seasons before he uh, went to the Lakers and kind of revived his reputation at least uh, somewhat. So uh, and now he's doing it in the the uh, Taiwanese league. So good for him. I think he just signed there yesterday, last night. Oh, yeah, last nice. Night. He yeah. is in the the you know the T one league in Taiwan. Yeah, he's playing sure. for the uh, yeah Tai. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. So yeah, the Leopards. Uh, they play. The leopards, the yeah. Leopards, yes. I love, I love that. Yeah, uh, Taiwan's going to get a little more gassy. So. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to dominate that league, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is probably, I mean, that's a pretty good gig. You know, he's probably getting paid a lot of money. He's going to have like forty-five points, and if he, if he like embraces it and just decides, you know what, whatever, just do yeah. it. I mean, he's going to yeah. average a ton of points. He's so big. He's so giant. Yeah. He's it's, he's very big. Yeah, and he's not like I mean, I don't. No offense to the uh, the T one Taiwan league, but I don't yeah. know, don't know that uh, it's got. The talent of you know, it's not like he's going to you know Eurobasket or something like that, or, or right, you know, right, yeah, you know, Spain or something like that. No, he's playing in sure. Taiwan. I think he right. he might do all right in Taiwan. So. Not, not to disparage your Taiwanese listeners. I'm sure no, no, no. I apologize if you're a big T1 league or if you are yeah. the T1 league. Please sponsor us. We'd love to have you. We'd yeah, love to be uh, absolutely huge we, we fans will, of the T1 league. For sure. We will talk so many good things about the T1 league. <laughs> absolutely. We, uh, like yeah, we absolutely so. 
All right. You want to talk about the, the possible future Hall of Famers? Yeah, and now, see, they're going to add some here. I mean, some of these yeah. are, are frauds, but so they're going to add some for sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant. I mean, he won't be a fraud if he goes in as, as, as you know, when we discuss his Nets career. I mean, sure. I mean, it's it's been mixed, but it's I mean, in mixed, terms of in terms of how he's performed on the court, yeah, it's been very good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Uh, James yeah. Harden. Okay, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. He, he he was. He played there for like 10 games, and then he was like, this kind of sucks. I'm going to get fat again and get traded, and then he did, and then that worked. So, yeah, yeah that's kind of a fraud. Uh, Vince Carter, that's not a fraud. He had a very good yeah. Nets run. Uh, yeah. It wasn't as you know star-studded as his Toronto Raptors run, but uh, he had a very good run there. Uh, Kyrie Irving, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move on. Blake Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Blake Griffin, 55% for Blake Griffin. I mean, there's a lot of frauds coming up now, so just uh, I'm just going to okay. rapid-fire fraud these ones. Uh, right. LaMarcus Aldridge, 51%. Joe Johnson, 50%. That's not a fraud. Joe Johnson had a pretty nice career uh, as, a, as a net. Uh, Darren right. Williams, 9.4, so I don't think a groundswell is going to happen for Darren Williams. Probably. Buck Williams at 7.9. And Brooke Lopez at 0.2. So Brooke's going to have to be uh, gobble up some uh, some awards here in the next couple of years, which I don't think is going to happen. But uh, right. so I don't know. Yeah, of those, like Kevin Durant, Vince Carter, and Joe Johnson are all like legit guys. And the rest of those dudes are just, you know. Right. Legit nets in terms of. In yeah. Terms of, and, and, yeah. In right. terms of like yeah. those guys. Like if, if if when we include that, when we do this show in 15 years or whatever, like those guys are like, yeah, yeah, those guys were nets. And then we're sure. going to like laugh at like. James Harden. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're right. like, oh, yeah, right. yeah. James uh, Harden's there. James Harden, yeah. yeah. By the way, Kyrie Irving, not that I want to talk about him a lot. 84%. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That'll uh, uh, be interesting to see how that goes, but that's a, a few years away anyway. So, um, all right. Best what-if scenario. I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, with Doc and Tiny being on the Nets in 77. You get four, four of the rotation players from the 76 ABA champ. How good would the 77 – Nets have been, and would they have, you know, been a finals contender when competed with the, um, with the Blazers and had a true ABA versus NBA, uh, you know, uh, championship, uh, finals? That certainly would have been a very interesting situation. So, uh, mine is just Drazen does get in that car accident. You, well, you yeah, know. yeah, and and right. that's that's just a, you know, I, I don't know if they would have been good or, or even great, even, but they, they would have been a lot of fun, uh, and we would have been spared, you know, almost two decades of them not mattering at all. Because it right. felt like they were on the precipice of mattering, and then that happened, and then they didn't matter yeah. again for a very, that, very long time. Yeah, that '93 team was fun. They Derek Coleman. I mean, they. Yeah, I mean, like, not that they were in, in Kenny Anderson. I mean, not. Yeah, again, maybe not great, but um, that that's like def- a forty-five to fifty win team that maybe makes yeah. like you know a, a conference final and, yeah. or two and, or something. And, yeah, they're young. They grow together. Maybe maybe that's a team. Maybe, maybe Coleman and Anderson, you know, aren't journeymen as much. Maybe they stay with the Nets. Maybe, and I don't know. Maybe they trade away. Who knows? I mean, those guys. It is the Nets, and it is the Nets, right. and it is those guys. Right. So yeah, it's possible. So, but right. yeah. you know, instead they just became completely irrelevant for you know a, a, a decade almost, really, until until you know, obviously Jason Kidd comes to town and that sort of stuff. It, it, otherwise, they they pretty much do not matter at all in the nineties. Yeah. All right. Ultimate Hall of Fame hipsters. I'm going to go with Tanya Archibald. You know, I, uh, I, I like it. I, you could also maybe go with KG or Pierce, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's too soon. I don't know. That's, uh, that's not as fun. Yeah. I think like, uh, Jason Kidd, but there's not a lot of good ones here. There's a lot of, yeah. some, a lot of cool guy jerseys, uh, on the Nets, uh, history. There's yeah. not a whole lot of like hipster, uh, ones. I don't know. Yeah. Probably All Jason right. Kidd. So fair, fair enough. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm going to ultimate cool kid jersey. Going to go with Strazen. It's Strazen for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, you could talk me into Burrow King maybe, but anyway, um, we'll go with Strazen. All right. The Phoenix Suns. All right. 
We got Pat Riley toward the end of his career. 70, he was on that 76 uh, finals team. Uh, Gus, Gus Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, the Shaquille O'Neal Suns here. Big Certainly. cactus, big cactus. Yeah, yeah. Gail Goodrich, Charlie Scott, Grant Hill, a uh, nice revival toward the end of his career. Dennis Johnson, of course, before he went to the Celtics. Uh, Connie Hawkins uh, was, of course, uh, came to the NBA with the Suns, had, had a few good years there. Jason Kidd early on in his career before he comes to the Nets. Charles Barkley, of course, um, maybe the most famous period of uh, his career, taking them to the 93 finals. Paul Westfall leading them to the 76 finals and having quite the uh, run there. And then, of course, Steve Nash, 97 through 2012, wins two MVPs, uh, helps redefine uh, uh, offense in the NBA. Pretty good player. So. All right, um, drafted or acquired, but never played for the franchise. Gonna go with uh, there's actually three. There's there's uh, George Gervin, there is Ben Wallace, and there is potentially Rajon Rondo. You said sixty percent. Um, talked about him a lot here because he played for a, whole, a hell of a lot of teams. So, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, possible future Hall of Famers. Some familiar names here. Yeah, absolutely, Chris Paul. Uh, 100% for him. Vince Carter, uh, 95%. Sean Marion, 75%. Amari Stoudemire, 73%. Uh, and Joe Johnson, 50%. It does feel like, especially Amari and, and Marion, they're not in now, but I it definitely feel like you know they're going to slowly grow and slowly grow, and, and and those guys will both probably be in. And then obviously Chris Ball and Vince Carter, no doubters. And, and Joe Johnson, I don't know. That'll be an interesting case to see what happens with him. But uh, it does feel like Phoenix is going to add a few more here uh, in the next couple of years. Yes. All right. Uh, what if scenario? What What do you got for me? All right. So my my one is uh, it, it, to me the most obvious is Robert Ory doesn't hip check Steve Nash and, and start the fight. Uh, that that kind of gets you know I, I don't know I, I I think we do miss out I, I, I don't know because that team it's like you know it is the seven seconds or less Suns it's like kind of the late stages of that but they were really competitive at that time and they were really good and I do think that we possibly missed out on on an all time narrative team you know them kind of changing the game a little bit and and maybe you know maybe the NBA changes a little bit you know before well you know actually I, I'm gonna can I retroactively change it halfway through you have. I'm Absolutely, changing it. yeah. We missed out on the all-time narrative team of all time, the 42-40 1976 Phoenix Suns. How about that? They beat right, the Sonics. If they beat the Sonics in six games, they beat the powerhouse defending champion Warriors in seven games, they get to the NBA Finals, and then they topple the mighty Celtics to win the title despite being barely over 500? Right. It almost They lost in six games. That almost happened. So that – that, that 76, you talked about Pat Riley on that team. That is it, because that is the all-time, like, hey, you know what? It's all about what you do in the playoffs. It's all about, the, you know, doing it. I mean, that that's an all-time narrative of 42 and 40 wins, and, and and they just go through hell to get to the finals and win it, and they were very close to doing it. So I think that that's that's a big what-if. I mean, yeah, the hip check and Nash is it's a big one, too. But, yeah, I think that 76 team is just a little bit more. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm – um. I'm going to go with a Robert Sarver not being such a cheap ass and like, you know, squandering things like, um, you know, Rajon Rondo, um, like, you know, just like trading him away for cash and um, not getting anything out of that. Uh, you know, letting Joe Johnson go despite, you know, they, they could have paid him and they could have kept that team more together or, um, you know, they made another like, you know, they traded Kurt Thomas in like they trade away a couple of draft picks to get rid of Kurt Thomas, like things like that. Um, had they been like a decently run team? I mean, they, they had good management and, in, in, you know, in good coaching. I'm not saying they were like horrible, but if they had like a decent owner during that time, I think they would have had more tools to have a chance to, um, 
win a championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just Sarver being not a bad owner and a bad dude um, probably changes a lot of this franchise's right. history. Well, I mean, yeah, which is that, you know, <laughs> the fact that he was a terrible dude is obviously much worse for, uh, you know, what what uh, the, uh, you know, people in that situation had to endure. Oh, for but, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, being a, a horrific owner, too, and, and, and needling in right. his, you know, team's operations, you know. For exactly. Basketball-wise, yeah. definitely, definitely include that here. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Ultimate Hall of Fame hipster jersey. I am going to go – so. I'm going to go with Nash, but late 90s Nash, not, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the first run in the late 90s. Um, and uh, you know, I, a special extra bonus for blonde frosted tips. Oh, you got to have the frosted tips. Yeah. You got to yeah, have right. the frosted yeah. tips. Uh, right. Mine is the uh, the big cactus shack jerseys. Just oh, there you go. Pure hilarity. Yeah. Again, like the Barkley thing, you also have to be girthy. You cannot be a, a, a thin oh, yeah. man. Uh, you must have some girth to you to be wearing the big cactus yeah. shack jerseys. You, you and I could pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, ultimate Hall of Fame cool kid jersey going with um, Connie Hawkins. The uh, uh, just yeah, those, I mean, I, I love those um, '70s and '80s uh, Suns uniforms. Obviously, Hawkins, you know, one of the great. Uh, you know, I mean, he was a great player for when he played, but obviously, one of the great what if stories in NBA history. Just uh, that's definitely a fun one. If I, if I see uh, if I see a Connie Hawkins jersey, I'm like, oh yeah, I know, uh, I know this, <laughs> I know what, where this guy's coming from. Yeah. Talk to a real one, yeah. The, the Paul Westfall is the same one for me too. It's like, all right, let's talk, baby. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it's, right. it's you respect your NBA history, so yeah, I, I yeah. like that one for sure. Yep, yep, yep. All right, the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, we've got uh, a lot of guys. Adrian, yeah, we got sixteen guys. Adrian Daly, <laughs> of course. Ten games Bucks toward the end. Adrian Daly, come on. Yeah, yeah. Tiny Archibald in uh, his career. Guy Rogers. Uh, uh, and a couple d- solid years with uh, with the Bucks. Um, Dave Cowens, of course, with that comeback in '83. Uh, Gary Payton, <laughs> twenty eight games. We've talked about that many times. Of course, Gary Payton, uh, Wayne Embry. Before he became an executive with the team, he played with the with the team. Um, Alex English, uh, very early on in his uh, career, uh, bounced around a bit before uh, settling in with the uh, Nuggets. Uh, Moses Malone, uh, 93, 92, 93, uh, after the uh, Washington years. Went to the Bucks. Uh, Tony Kukoc, um, Bob Lanier. We discussed him fairly recently. Uh, Jack Sigma toward the end of his career. Oscar Robertson, of course, coming from the uh, Royals and uh, leading the team to a championship. Ray Allen, Bob Dandridge, Sidney Moncrief, and of course Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Unfortunately, and- uh, two uh, two uh, very good Hall of Famers. They. Drafted and acquired, but never played for. Them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dirk Nowinski. That would have been right. pretty good in Milwaukee. <laughs> that would have worked out right. pretty well. Uh-huh. Uh, and then also Julius Irving. Julius Irving. Yes. Yeah. Those would have worked out pretty good for them. That, that might have worked out. Yeah. That, um, in fact, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, all right. Um, possible future Hall of Famers. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is at 87%, but obviously he's definitely getting in, no question. Pau Gasol, 90%. He, he had <laughs> I, three games with the uh I remember the Bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, by the way, okay, Drew Holiday is at 0.3%, which is uh-huh. worse than Jeff T. Oh, which, what? Excuse me? Yeah. Jeff right. T. Yeah. No. Right. Drew, no. Yeah. That, no, 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 no. That can't right. be possible. Yeah. I don't uh, we understand. We have to change that. That has to change. The right, algorithm. Yeah, the, I, the, the folks at uh, at Basketball Reference, if you are listening, I think you guys do listen, uh, you got to just change the whole, right. the whole algorithm that has to change. Like the whole. Something, something's going on there. Like just yeah. break it all down. Break it all down. Take it off the site for a little while and and, and rebuild it because that, that cannot yeah. be. That, that just cannot be. Cannot be. 
All right. Well, literally everything we've said of this podcast is all wrong. Of, yeah, it's all going to be outdated when they re, re, yeah. they rerun their. They're going to say, "Oh shit, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We don't have you know." Yeah. They're going to find a, a, a fatal flaw in the code and go, "Oh crap, yeah, that's why." Yeah. Uh, right. And then Drew Holiday will get to you know, one point nine percent, and then it'll be like, "Oh, thank God. All right, phew," because uh, you know, but he's got to be more than Jeff Teague. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then Chris Middleton, one point seven percent. So, um, all right. Best what if scenario? I am going to go with the so Julius Irving, of course, after a year in the ABA, tried to defect to the NBA and tried to defect with the Hawks. Uh, but the Bucks owned his draft rights, so he, they uh, and then he didn't want to play for the Bucks, so he ended up, uh, you know, working out to go back to play for another year in Virginia. Let's just say, hey, he wanted to play with the Bucks, he, you know, he would have obviously been playing with Kareem and would have playing with Oscar Robinson. That was actually kind of what he didn't want to do because he didn't think like, oh, I'm going to be able to show myself off as an individual given that situation. I don't know. I um, I think that they probably would have figured out that Julius Irving was pretty great and still been able to highlight it, but I, I, I can understand thinking of what he had. But, yeah, that team um, being together feels like a team that wins uh, several championships, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, a, a, a dynasty of at least part of the seventies, maybe eventually, you know, maybe Kareem still decides, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Milwaukee isn't for me. Maybe Julius, who's was known for wanting to be in better situations, maybe he decides that too, but for a while, at least, you know, they could have been even more successful than they already were. I would say. Yeah. I mean, that just seems like, I, I'm sure there's something that would have related and or, or, or resulted in it not working or, or whatever. And but God, it's just like you 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 name those names, you're like man, it would have been fun at least, even if it didn't work and even if everybody hated each other or something like that, it would have been really cool. But yeah, that that's that's an all timer there. Uh, my what if is just quite literally the '80s, just like make a finals during the '80s, beat the Celtics, beat the 76ers once, make it to one finals in the '80s. That's all right. I'm asking, just one. I mean, it. it, it, it it's just they're they're so you look at that team and you're like God that's such a talented team and there's so many good players on the team and that's such a and they're making like they're winning a lot of games and they they're well coached and they're well they play well and it's just they can never beat the Sixers they can never beat the Celtics they just can never get over the hump and then finally when those teams go away Detroit comes and then that's kind of the end of the road for them uh, as well and then obviously they, they be in an abyss for you know another decade after that. Uh, but yeah, just quite literally the eighties, just like make a finals sometime in the eighties. <laughs> it's, it's a, what if, you know, good yeah, chance man. to possibly win a finals too, you, you know, if they do make it, but no, you know, they never did. So, yeah. all right. Uh, so ultimate hall of fame hipster Jersey. I'm going to go with Gary Payton. Yeah. I'm going Tony Kukoc. I, I've won Kukoc with a lot of these. Uh, Kukoc seems okay. to just work for this, but, uh, yeah, yeah. essentially I was just trying to, you know, fill in an answer because we all know the ultimate cool kid Jersey is, you know, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, okay, so I am now, I'm looking at a bit of a flaw in this. I mean, the 70s Bucks jerseys are cool, but the 80s ones are really stout, and we don't have the hipster or the cool kid. We don't have, we don't have the 80s jerseys represented either in hipster or cool kid, and I feel like that's a mistake somewhere, but, but like, you could, you know, you could either have Sigma or you could have... Um, Montreef, I guess Dandridge did play a little bit in the um, 80s when they had those uniforms. So maybe you go with the Dandridge early 80s. You know, you cover both your bases mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, you know, I could talk myself into that. Um, what were the 93? Was Moses, did Moses ever wear the uh, new jerseys or did they? Uh, let, 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 me, let me look, let me look that up. If, uh, yeah, Moses, do it quick. I, yeah, I don't right. remember. Um, I'll check the uniform database and, um, 
why don't you uh, why don't you lead us into the Portland Trailblazers? Yeah, well, let's do that. Yeah, and you can, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. come okay. up with an update on the uh, the Bucks here. So let's do the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, believe it or not, despite all of that franchise history and all the success they've had, seven Hall of Famers. You have Lenny Wilkins, Drazen Petrovic, Rick Adelman, Scotty Pippen, Bill Walton, Arvita Sabonis, and Clyde Drexler. That is the entire list. And man, that is a a very strange list because essentially you're talking Clyde Drexler, Sabonis, and Walton as guys that you would think of as like the number one team for those guys are the Blazers. Obviously, obviously Drazen starts his career there, doesn't last very long. Uh, Scotty Pippen, you know, has has that brief period there. Uh, Rick Adam and Lenny Wilkins, just you know, footnotes in their history there. So yeah, for all the history that Portland has had, three guys that you could legitimately say, you know, their entire careers or their their careers are defined by their Portland Trailblazers run, and Bill Walton. You know, obviously, all the injuries he plays there for only a couple of years, and same with Sabonis. I mean, Sabonis almost—he's there about eight or nine years or whatever. But you know, ultimately, is is a, a, they're both careers that are like, man, what if you know, careers in of themselves, which we'll talk about here in a bit. So Clyde Drexler is pretty much the only guy that's like the legit, like, yeah, that guy was good, played for the franchise, played well, helped them win, all that sort of stuff, and is a surefire Hall of Famer. But yeah, I was kind of surprised there's not many more Blazers, but uh, it does feel like we're going to get a few more here uh, in the very, very near future. So. I, I concur. So the uh, the books, uh, the the traditional uh, '80s jerseys were '86 through '93, which means Moses Malone um, wore them. the The Bob Dandridge ones that he wore, the, he would have worn the the version with red uh, lettering and trim, which aren't bad. But I like the full green ones better. So I'm uh, I'm going to change my answer to Moses Malone um, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good a good play there. All right, so yeah, Hall of Famers drafted or acquired but never played for the Blazers, Moses Malone and Pau Gasol, who uh, was going to play there uh, uh, toward the end of his career and then decided, eh, maybe I'm not going to do that and decided to uh, retire. But so that was uh, that was interesting. Um, possible future Hall of Famers. We got Carmelo Anthony, 98%, Damian Lillard, 91%, and LaMarcus Aldridge, again, 51%. So Damian Lillard, I think, is obviously a uh, a slam dunk. We've already talked about uh, about Carmelo, but uh, any other thoughts on the Hall of Famers? Uh, no, yeah, that's that's the guys we've all talked about, and, and Lillard is is gonna moonwalk in there when 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 the time comes. Sure. So, because we know that Damian Lillard likes moonwalks, so okay. yeah. that makes makes sense. Yeah, obviously. All right, we both agree. Or no, I'm sorry, we don't we don't both agree. The ultimate Hall of Fame jersey. <laughs> I don't agree. Or, I'm, or, I'm sorry. I I uh, I'm skipping ahead. Best what if scenario? What do you got? Uh, my what if uh, Bill Walton, uh, his feet just, you know, work. <laughs> they don't fall apart. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. The Portland Trailblazers doctors uh, know how to repair his feet. That would have been nice, too. Uh, and then just getting Sabonis in the 80s as opposed to getting him in 1996. I mean, I just just recently, a couple weeks ago, I uh, was stumbled upon a YouTube video of, like, you know, Sabonis playing, you know, Team America in, I think it was 88, I want to say. Uh, it was. Maybe it was 84. It doesn't matter. He was great. I mean, it's just incredible. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, you look at that guy and you just think of what he could have done. But, you know, he comes into the NBA, uh, you know, in 1996 and, and he plays well. I mean, he is still pretty good and he does play well. But, yeah, he's nowhere near. He's a completely different player by that time uh, as well. And, yeah, for him to still be, you know, second all time in win shares uh, among, you know, Portland Trailblazers Hall of Famers in, in, in history uh, speaks to just how good he was even, you know, in his older days. But, yeah, uh, him getting there in the 80s is, is just awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, mine was figuring out like, hey, what if the early 90s Blazers had kind of figured out what they had with Draws and Petrovic? And, and granted, they were such a deep team that maybe that just maybe he he needs some time to grow into the NBA anyway. And so maybe it wouldn't, you know, um, 
you know, given him the extra minutes would have taken away from other guys. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, immediately after they trade him, he basically becomes a, you know, all-star, all close to all NBA level player. So it seems like they could have used him, but, you know, maybe, maybe it wouldn't have worked out anyway, but it's uh, definitely, you know, one that, you know, especially like 91, which they did not make the finals, but they came very close. You know, he's buried on the bench. He's playing 7.4 minutes a game. He's like behind like Danny Gaines. Now, Danny Gaines was good still and valuable for that team. So that, you know, it's not crazy, but it's just like, oh, yeah, they, it seems like they could have um, maximized him a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I think everybody kind of agrees with that too. Like they had no idea what they had in that guy. Right. All right. Ultimate uh, Hall of Fame. I'm going to go with Drazen. I think that's a a good one. That's a a nice. uh, Tribute for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go yeah. with Scotty Pippen. You, you know, you got to be kind of sad while you're wearing it too, and just kind of like right. depressed. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, hey, what's wrong? And you're like, oh, I see. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, Scotty being like, no, it's great. This is awesome. This is what I wanted. I wanted to be on the Portland Trail Blazers. So yeah, just just a sad, sad era. But yeah. Um. All right. Ultimate Hall of Fame Cool Kid jersey. I am going to go with Bill Walton. Yeah, it's a great pick. Yeah, I'm going Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah. Both are uh, both fit the criteria. All right, we've got the uh, Clippers Braves franchise. Uh, I know you're shocked, but low number of players on this list. Uh, <laughs> Very <me>. low. <laughs> yeah, this yes. Is a, this is a rough list here. A lot of yes. zeros. I'm looking at a lot of zeros here, Jason. Uh, a lot of zeros, yes. So we've got uh, yeah, negative 0.1 win shares for 29 <laughs> games of, uh, of Grant Hill uh, toward the uh, end of his career. Point one. Uh, two games of Moses Malone for the uh, the Braves. Who, speaking of not knowing what you uh, had, although in fairness they traded him, they 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 gave up one draft pick for him, and they got two draft picks when they traded him. So they at least netted that um, in that trade. Sure. Uh, Jamal Wilkes at the end of his career, thirteen games. Paul Pierce, um, ninety three games toward the last couple seasons of his career. Dominique Wilkins, twenty five games for the Clippers after the famous Atlanta trade. Uh, Bill Walton, 169 games uh, over uh, over six seasons. At least a couple of those he did not was not able to play at all. I think actually three of those seasons he was not able to play at all. But he did actually play pretty effectively when he was healthy, uh, or you know healthy in, in quotes. Uh, Adrian Dantley played uh, one rookie of the year, playing for the Braves, and then was immediately traded. Uh, and then Bob McAdoo, best um, <laughs> the only Hall of Famer, this and, yeah, like, right, legitimately good as a Florida. Clipper. You know what I mean? Everybody right. else is just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Obviously brave, but yes, uh, right. Oh, yeah, that, right, right, for right. that franchise, yeah. So, all right, Hall of Famers drafted or acquired but never played for. We've got Spencer Haywood, who was drafted uh, by the uh, that franchise. Uh, Tiny Archibald traded there. Did he played for them in the preseason, but did not uh, actually play during the regular season. And then Bailey Howell, who uh, in the 1970 offseason went from Boston, was selected by Buffalo in the expansion draft, then went to the Sixers. In fact, he was traded for the second round pick that became Spencer Haywood. So I know how you love uh, I love to know those trades. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. All right. Possible future Hall of Famers. What you got? Well, all right. We, I guess we're going to add some to the ranks here. I mean, I don't know how many of these are. are well, a few of them are legit for sure. Uh, Chris sure. Paul, 100%. Legit. Uh, Paul George, yeah. 84%. I, I, I guess once, you know, his, his Clippers career is done, it'd probably be uh, legit yeah. one here. Uh, Chauncey Billups, 84%. Kawhi Leonard, 78%. Rajon Rondo, 60%. Blake Griffin, kind of surprised, only 55% for him. Uh, Elton Brand, unfortunately, only at 7%. So Yeah, probably not happen. Uh, yeah, Blake will be an interesting one. I, I can see that. Um, yeah, he's right about the end there, but, um, you know, another guy, it kind of sort of similar to Sean Campbell. Like a guy I 
definitely see going in and like i i don't think would be a bad choice but isn't like a must-have either right yeah he's a guy like in a in a bad year or the year when you get a lot of other guys in there then it's like all right um maybe yeah yeah, let's talk about maybe let's talk about blake griffin and see what happens so yeah so the uh yeah best what if scenario the 77 braves had bob mcadoo which he was on there before the trade to the Knicks, adrian danley and moses malone on the roster at the same time i'll be very briefly Seems like maybe they could have done more with that. I mean, I'm not sure that that's like the best fit, those three guys, but, uh, you know, three Hall of Famers at the same time. You know, McAdoo obviously not happy there. So, yeah, in, you know, tangibly, yeah, it's probably not going to work out, but it just seems like, eh, yeah, maybe you could have figured something out. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, uh, God, it's the Clippers and the Braves. It's like, <laughs> you know, right, right. Uh, I mean, I mean, me, it's like, I guess it's Chris Paul. Like, just don't blow it every single time you're close to winning a title. You know, just try to not blow it. Just try to, you know, not yeah. fall apart in the final six uh, yeah. like, game six, game seven. Just don't fall apart. You know, just try to be as good as you were in game two. But it rarely ever does that, and that always, I, it always fell apart. So yeah, I mean, I will say that like the way that the Clippers were bad in the 2000s is way better than what they. Like I mean, the the way that like they were disappointing, I guess. Cause they oh were yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. Like the way they, yeah, the, the, that level of frustration is certainly much better than fifteen years of not make, make right, the right. Yeah, like having buttons. to go into a season being like, I don't know if Lamont Murray really puts it together. <laughs> this could <laughs> right. be our year, and it's like it could be. Yeah. instantly, it's not your year. Like the first game, it's start. I remember there there was I think it was I want to say, and I, I I think I have this game like saved on my computer or something like that but there was a I, I think it was the debut of maybe the 2000 season and it's the Clippers and the Lakers like starting off the season and and, and Shaq just puts up like 48 and 27 just to be like no you guys are still the Clippers like do not ever have faith that you are anything more than you the, the Clippers and that that's kind of what every single year was it was like may no okay no no it's not this year so yeah getting to the, like the conference semifinals and just missing you know uh, just blowing it like that's yeah that that you'll take that for sure over you know whatever the hell they were from 1986 to you know to 2005 or you know, it, 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 anything is better than that yeah absolutely all right our final team we're going to uh talk about here the cleveland cavaliers um but I'm sorry, did I? Uh, I skipped the uh, jerseys, didn't I? Uh, oh yeah, 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 we did. But I mean, it is, yep. it is the Clippers, and I mean, most Clippers jerseys aren't that good. But all right, well, all right, ultimate Hall of Fame hipster jersey for me, Moses Malone. Okay, I- I'm Bill Walton. Uh, Bill Walton, right. San Diego Clippers is pretty solid. So, all right, uh, Hall of Fame cool kid jersey, gonna go with McAdoo. Yeah, that's a cool one. I, I went Dominique. Dominique would be a. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that's fine. That's a good one. All right, Cavaliers. <laughs> this We've is- got. Explain to me how this list is only five people long. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, 3.1 win shares in 53 games in 2010. Nate Thurman, 4.3 win shares in 114 uh, games. Of course, um, got his, his number retired. He was, you know, uh, from the area, uh, played at Akron, um, and, you know, helped lead them to the 76 conference finals. So, you know, that, that's a fun one. Uh, Walt Frazier, we've talked about that many times, did not work out very well in Cleveland. Ben Wallace, uh, I mean, you know, like was good there, you know, um, uh, certainly was helpful to uh, them. They got worse when he, when they traded him. Uh, and then Lenny Wilkins, uh, 73 and 74 actually did play very well. Of course, later coached the team. So, uh, yeah, no hall of famers drafted or uh, who are drafted or acquired, but never played for the franchise. So at least they have that. 
Possible future Hall of Famers. What you got for me? Uh, LeBron James, uh, 100% feels like a, a, a lock, Jason, a mortal lock to make it to the I Hall think of Fame. So. I think so. I think so. so. Yeah. Uh, there might right. be some people on Twitter that would argue with you about it, but, right. uh, maybe, I, maybe I they like it. to argue. Yeah. They might have 24 in their, uh, username, but yes, they have eight or 24 in their username. I'm uh, a LeBron right. James, hundred percent lock, uh, Dwayne Wade, hundred percent lock. Yeah. Cavaliers doing way down about that. Uh, Kyrie Irving, 84%. Sean Marion, 75%. Kevin Love, 73%. That's rising as he uh, leads the uh, upstart uh, yeah. Cavaliers. There you uh, go. And Rajon Rondo, 60%. So that that's a not only is that a sad sack like lineup of 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 dudes, which is like, you know, Lenny Wilkins at 16.1 is like your your best Hall of Famer ever. But yeah. after LeBron, it's not even that much better after that. It's like yeah, Kyrie and Kevin Love. It's all right. It's, you know, LeBron's going to be right. so far ahead of all these other guys. It's just going to be stupid to look uh, at this list after. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And my what if scenario for them is just like I don't know, just don't be the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's probably one. But oh, you know, tough. no, I mean, this has more to do with Lenny the coach as opposed to Lenny the player. But I don't know. Maybe you can have Jeff Galuli take out like Jordan's knee so they don't they can't make it to the finals. <laughs> Oh, or something man. like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the the best scenario is like you know he goes up on that shot and Craig Elo, and then Craig Elo just blocks it, and it's like oh well, there you go. Nonetheless, like and then you know they go to the finals or something like that. But yeah, that's kind of it. Like the what if scenario is just that Michael Jordan either you know just decides maybe retires from basketball in you know 1991 as opposed to 94 <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot of what ifs with Cleveland. It's just like I don't know. I mean, where, where do you go with especially with these Hall of Famers? I mean, we're not talking about many Hall of Famers here. Yeah, like what? What's the uh, big what if on Ben Wallace's Cavaliers? I, run, so actually, I th- so I think if they hadn't traded Ben Wallace for Shaq, I think they might have had a chance to win the championship in 2010. I think they would have had a better chance. I think Wallace. Oh yeah, still yeah. Oh no, I agree with, with you. Yeah, that's that's actually yeah. a good one. You know, joking aside, that that is, I, I agree because they brought in Shaq because they thought like they needed to have another. And that was they were doing a lot of weird at that time. It was like every right. year was like uh, we need to give LeBron another star, and it was like just no, no, you have good players. Like just keep them like. You right. don't have to do this. You know, you don't have to trade half your team for, for Mo Williams, even though that's not a bad deal. But this was yeah. one that was like, ah, do we need Shaq? And no, yeah. you really didn't. So Ben Walsh probably would have been actually, a, yeah, would have been a better choice there. Not that Ben Walsh was great, but like he just kind of did things that like they needed. You know, he just, he, he defended, he wasn't relied on to do too much. Like he was still like a pretty effective player. I mean, he was paid too much, but he was still like a pretty effective player. I think that would have been, I'm not saying they would have won, but I, I think they would have had a, a, certainly a better shot at winning. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. All right. Ultimate Hall of Fame hipster jersey. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with Walt Frazier. I actually would. Uh, I would consider. Um, I consider Lenny Wilkins too. That'd be actually be kind of fun. Um, I mean, he's their best one, so it's kind of not hipster. But at the same time, it's. Um, I don't know. It, not a lot of great choices here, to be honest. So. Yeah, it's a real short list. I'm. Go- I'm going Walt Frazier. Uh, but I mean, that's kind of a cool kid. Well, I guess, is it a cool kid jersey? Because then it's just like sad. We're we're sort of yeah we're we're sort of there's not really like a cool kid jersey because there's no like even Lenny Wilkins <laughs> like nobody cool none of these people 16, are. yeah not cool to be a cab you know it's like yeah I mean Wilkins is the best one but like I mean he was there two years as a player he obviously yeah, coached right. yeah so I guess if you wore like a suit and it said Wilkins on the back you're like oh yeah Lenny Wilkins a coach <laughs> right, yeah he's, all right. he's a great coach right? you're like yeah. yeah yeah I don't know yeah this is really tough because like if you're wearing a Shaq Cavs jersey it's just like I don't know did you get that at like a clearance rack <laughs> like nobody right. has any affinity for the Shaq Cavs run and 
right. guess the Nate Thurman would be my cool kid jersey because then it's like, oh, all right, yeah, you know, Miracle in Richfield, that that's cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Cleveland guy, yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the best choice. Uh, but I agree, everything else is either <laughs> it's very <Yeah>. sad. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. All right. Well, we're going to do a third one of these. We're going to talk about the uh, rest of the uh, more modern uh, NBA teams, but we're going to we're going to cut off here. We've gone pretty long. So hopefully uh, people are uh, digging these shows, digging this conversation. Uh, Appreciate everyone listening. Of course, you can uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are played. If you want to hit that subscribe button and uh, give us a rating and or a review, we would greatly appreciate positive rating. If if you give us a negative rating and review, we would not appreciate that. We would be very sad. And you don't want to destroy our egos. No, no, no. Or just reach out to us and tell us why we suck. Yeah, we will will try to. That's fine. We'll probably we might listen, but I'll listen. Yeah. Yeah, I'll listen. Yeah, you can uh, you can find us on Twitter uh, at over and back and base it you know for now as long as it lasts. <laughs> yeah, by this time right. Twitter might have yeah. exploded. So right, uh, we're but, other places too. Yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, we're, we're, we're we've got an Instagram account. We've been using doing much with it, but I think we might uh, start doing more with Instagram. See if uh, and see where the social media uh, you know birds lead us. That's not a good expression. Uh, maybe Mastodon. Maybe you know. Hey, if there's a po- if there's a social media platform that you think, hey, you would be great on this, it would be a great conversation. Uh, let us know, and we'll uh, we will listen and perhaps start it. So we'll see how uh, that goes. So uh, yeah. So thanks everyone for checking us out, and we will be back again soon. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.